and welcome to the Edinburgh Football Podcast, the podcast specialising in Edinburgh football, from Hearts, Hibs, Edinburgh City and the Lower League. Alongside me is Callum. Callum, how are we doing this week? Ah, not too bad, mate, not too bad. Yourself, certainly. Yes, the very same. Tonight's running order for the podcast will be Hearts, Hibs, Edinburgh City, Civil Service Strollers, where we have a new feature of teammates, Spartans and Edinburgh Uni. Callum, as I just mentioned there, we'll start with Hearts. We were still in the cup. They had Patrick Thistle on Monday night. I have to say, I think a lot of people were expecting a comfortable victory, us included, and it just wasn't to be at Firhill. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, I think it's it's a pretty poor result for Hearts. The, The form throughout February... You know, ever since that when it came on, it hasn't been brilliant. You know, we mentioned that last week. What an opportunity to bounce back against bottom of the championship. Yeah, I know it's uh, a Monday night, and I know it's <sighs> through on the telly, etc. But you know, Hearts should have been coming through this tie by three or four goals. And Agreed. if I'm honest, after the first ten fifteen minutes, I thought the strength at Uche, the just Partick couldn't get out. Hearts were just dominating. I, I think they had about 400 corners in the first five minutes. It was just the amount of balls going into the box. It was like that scene out of 300 where Leonidas just gets covered in arrows, you know? <laughs> like, honestly, if the sun was out, they'd be blocking it out the amount of time it spent in the air. But it just, I mean, they got the goal, and I turned around to my dad and I went, that's it, game over, you know, because Partick just don't look so like they're doing yeah. anything. Yeah. And then, look. It's it's a lesson. You don't take chances that are created to you. You take your eye off the ball. The team gets back into it, and a, a very undeserved draw for Partick Thistle. But look, Hearts have no one to blame but themselves. Yeah, absolutely. I think nail on the head there. They only have themselves to blame. Partick improved in the second half, but there's no way they improved to the point that Hearts should have been worried. Oh, if you know what I mean. Right. That, that that game. I suppose, like you say, though, you know, the, the goal goes in from Berra early, mm-hmm. and you're just expecting Hearts to to coast to, to victory potentially yeah. by a couple of goals, Callum. Yeah, I, I, they I, really are. They're, they're just lacking. They're lacking something to do something a little bit different in terms of somebody who <sighs> can be playing the pocket, maybe feed balls through to someone. They're, they're just lacking somebody. You're basically just describing Stephen A. Smith, yeah. Yeah, but even Naismith, I'm talking somebody to feed Naismith, right. really. Somebody in I the hole, in the pocket. I'm just, I'm finding it very, very structured. Nothing really, somebody to play off the cuff, something to do a little bit different. It's just very organised, very structured. Look, I think, I think recruitment is coming back to bite Hearts a little bit right mm. now because when Hearts signed Steve McLean, we sat here and said, look, this is not a guy who scores X amount of goals a season. He pops up with one or two and you know he's not going to be a guy that's going to get 10 to 15 goals a season. Mm-hmm. Vanacek had such a high... Well, he built his own yeah, <laughs> reputation. Like he, he had a massive reputation coming into it because yeah. everyone was like, oh, this boy's going to be fantastic. And when was the last time he played you know he's getting sub appearances he's not starting he doesn't even get a run out against Partick Thistle I know you know he's like the the big fanfare for his arrival yeah that has just completely disappeared he is I don't know just nowhere to be seen and look I saw a couple of tweets from a few of my mates being like 
surely we don't need Naismith to beat Partick Thistle. Surely we're not that much of a one-man team that we can't beat Partick Thistle. And, you know, look, I'd understand it if they were going to Partick Thistle, who were sitting top of the championship, who were going great guns for promotion, but they're not. Partick Thistle are sitting bottom of the championship. I mean, they've had a bit of a mini-revival recently, but they are not in any sort of great shape. So, it's... I think something for me, Cam, you're coming a bit recruitment there, and pretty sure six months ago, when we spoke about Hart's recruitment and things, we didn't know a lot about uh, Uchi when he came in. Yeah. We didn't know a lot about maybe Claire. We we knew about Stephen McLean. I'm pretty sure we turned in a, we had a discussion here that on what we'd noticed and what we'd researched and what we'd seen in the early stages, it was very like for like players. There was mm-hmm. yeah. it was height, it was strength, and we said at this point six months ago, what's the plan B? Who's offering the something different? different? Yeah. Where's the small striker with a bit of pace, or where's the? Well, I believe they have that in Aidan Keener, but he didn't get a look in. This is what I'm saying, Cal. You know, I just think that. I've been don't get me wrong. I've been impressed with Uchi, but he's not a goal scorer. He's. I think. I think he look. Um, I remember in the first few weeks of the podcast, you called him a battering ram. And Which he was called on Monday we, night. He was called on Monday night, and <laughs> I, as I was watching the game, I thought to myself, "Oh, wait, actually, did you manage to watch the game on Monday night?" Having thought that it was on Premier Sports for so long. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> um, but look, is he a bit of a batting ram? Yeah, I mean, he's got strength. He's fantastically. Uh, he's got fantastic physique. He's good with the ball at his feet. But I think Direct. there was a. There was a. He had no one to sort of pop balls off to. Sean Clare did not look interested. Mm -hmm. And that is a guy who came in with a reputation that he himself built up. You know, when he gets played in by June at the end of the first half, he has to be hitting the target there. He swings, and I'll be using this phrase a lot in the podcast tonight, a lazy leg at that, and it just absolutely balloons miles away. Yeah, he almost hits the... He almost goes in the second half where he hits the post... Uh, and then Uchi hits the crossbar on the rebound but look if you want to talk about it yeah Partick got the equaliser is it a free kick? no there's not a chance that Bozinich has fouled um, Joe Cardle there but look the free kick's given but it's three passes and Partick Thistle are level mm-hmm. now whether it's a free kick or not there is no way in hell that Partick Thistle should in any way be able to play three passes and get that ball in the back of the net. Yeah. And look, we can argue all day, is he off? I think it's tight. They normally give the benefit of the doubt to the attacker in these situations. <sighs> it was one of those, but I'm sorry, it should never have come down to, oh, 1-0 with... And I said that to my dad, I was like, the longer it goes on 1-0, Absolutely. where the more Hearts have been on top, Absolutely. Partick Thistle will get a little bit more belief, and Hearts will be thinking, oh my God. But I mean... Just takes a minute to score a goal, a second to score a goal. There's one, there's one actually moment in in the second half. I mean, there's not really much to speak about in the second half, but there was one moment. Callum Park Thistle got into the box. The Mikey Stewart just brushed it. I think it was Mikey Stewart on the commentary. Just brushed it aside. Rapid, no pen, in the second half. On the part at Boyage box, or I'd like to see that again. A little tangle of legs. Uh, it may have been soft, but to I be rapidly brushed aside so quickly. I, I didn't think so, if I'm honest, but. I tell you right now what Mikey Stewart has to do when he's commentating on Hearts games is stop trying to be best mates with Christoph Berra. <laughs> Every single time 
he just like I've seen him on a program a few times and he just says Christoph he doesn't say Vera you know and because he was commentating he had to add in Christoph Vera, Vera. Like, he had to, like, but the thing was it was like uh, there's Christoph Vera and it's like oh come on mate like yeah. I don't I don't even know if he is your mate or anything like that but either say his name properly or stop shooking up his backside <laughs> well listen they're still in the cup for the time being you know Oh, Monday night they'll, they'll come through the they'll replay. come through and they'll come through the replay on Tuesday on Tuesday it's Tuesday night they'll they'll come through that replay I just I can't look, look at what Partick offered in that whole 90 minutes I mean there's no I just can't see them going to Tencastle and getting no, those out I think they will uh, Hearts will come through the, the replay and then it's another absolute gift what a run it, what I a mean, run that, to to a final in, in all honesty Hearts are doing their absolute best to chuck this away mm. when they have been given what, what an opportunity of a run you know you're starting off with Auchinleck Talbot brilliant fair enough Livingston at home who Hearts have struggled against this yep. season that's I mean they haven't scored against them in the league so the only time they have scored against them is the Scottish Cup then you've got Patrick Thistle I mean and then Cali Cali you know the easiest draw I mean you could have been looking at Celtic you could have been yep. looking at Aberdeen or Rangers I know. no Cali now I'm willing to put a lot of money on the fact that John Robertson's sitting there going I've got faith that I think we can be in I think we can cause Hearts problems yeah. Yeah. now I know in the League Cup earlier this season Hearts battered them but I think that we Rob will be sitting oh, there going hey absolutely can... absolutely no pressure on Inverness Cali no um, just go out and enjoy all the game all the pressure on and probably Hearts well you're looking at it Hearts and pressure games in games that they should be winning against lesser opposition uh, no disrespect to Partick or Inverness or anything like that Dundee recently well we'll go on to talk about them because you know but Hearts have struggled and that fits seamlessly into the fact that who have they got on Saturday away from home Mm. Dundee now Dundee have like fair enough yeah they got beat 4-2 off Hibs they got beat 4-0 off Rangers but in that game against Hibs they had two goals chopped off. Yeah. They were very dangerous in the last. Started that better. Last, yep. They started, started better. They finished better. Absolutely. That last twenty twenty five minutes, they were by far the better team. So, looking at it, that is not any sort of given that Hearts will be going there and getting three points. And at this moment in time, look, that is a must win because Craig Levine's under pressure. I think. I mean. Yep. A lot of fans. Have, Social have, media has been have, very, well, very loud yeah. last few days. Um, one of my mates' dads has hated them for years, and honestly, he just keeps asking people whenever they they see a tweet. He's like, "Have you come round to my way of thinking yet?" And hmm. so many people are saying yes because, look, he is, he's losing the fans. I th- I, th- I saw one tweet, someone saying that they were willing to give him up until, but I mean that was just an embarrassment. No more. You've mm. got to change it. Well, reading the papers today, Callum, it could be a a a, a big, big worry. Is Stephen Naismith well, potentially out for for the season? For the season. Apparently, there's talks. Yeah. And Callum, I don't think he'll pull on a maroon jersey again if he's out for that, the season. That that could be a massive, massive loss. That's it is it is. There's there's no there's no two ways about it. I mean. I think Liam McLeod on the commentary said that he might be out for the season if it's in the paper today. Look, 
Hearts without Stevie Naismith, I think, look, as Mikey Short alluded to on Monday night, they were able to cope without Christoph Berra. They were able to cope without John Suter. They were able to cope without Uche as soon as they lost Naismith. That was when the wheels came off and all of a sudden the season sort of, um, they, they went from, what, eight wins in a row to one win in ten. So... Do you know what? Do you know what gets the fans back on side? In, in my opinion, in the next week or so, playing Keena, playing Cochrane, playing probably well, they can't play him now because he's on loan, but playing McDonald, that could I think help Levine, and I think I think Hearts would get success, probably get success doing that, and it might just give a lift again. I would say playing more attack-minded football. Yeah. Look, looking to get players on the ball and you know because I think they've got a solid midfield partnership in Haring and Zoom you know and I think that that's, that should be the starting partnership in the middle of the park you know maybe get Morrison on one wing Mulraney on the other and then you know go to up top go Uchi and Kina and just have anything that Uchi knocks down Kina's within you know five yards of we've been we've been big fans of, of Haring uh, this season but I think there's actually I think the more I think about it and the more I watch Hearts I think you've got to use them sensibly I don't think games like Patrick Thistle you need Haring I think I mean he's he's a stopper he's a break it up he's a play it sideways are you of the opinion sort of like a Marvin Bartley at Hibs I'm not saying that the absolutely the ability between the two is uh, correlated but in the sort of he's not good enough on the ball to influence games against lesser teams. Agreed. So you keep him for the bigger games like your Hibs, your Aberdeens, Rangers, Celtic, where he can have more of an influence. Kilmarnock's. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. I just think, yeah, but pick and choose your games. I think when you play a player like Haring against, let's just say, a Partick, a Dundee, you're going to have loads of the ball. You know, you need somebody that's going to, as we were saying earlier there, do something a little bit different. Don't get yeah. me wrong, I've been impressed with Haring. I think he's a good player to have in your squad, absolutely. But perhaps pick and choose when you need him. Yeah, I'd agree. But, um, yeah, well, a little bit. I think he does bring a lot to the team, but look. That's... There's some players not doing enough, I think, as well. I look at even the likes of Bosnic. I watched him on Monday night. Did he? Does he do anything? Out the does he do anything really? Take out his his corners or or his or his set piece delivery. He's he's just a for me. He was just a player in the park. But you know he wasn't doing anything to influence I mean, it. I think I think that's that's the issue because if if Bosnic doesn't play, then you've got Ollie Lee that will start and well. He's another exact same. He, he's just a guy. He's just a player on the park. He flatters to deceive. Yeah. Far, far too often, and but hey, he's got a song. <laughs> and look, I, I, I heard it getting belted out, and I was just like, really. But okay. in in all honesty, Levine, this is a big game for Hearts because if Hibs yeah. pick up points on Friday night, and are potentially above them, right, and Hearts don't win against Dundee, and all of a sudden he's let that gap slip away after his comments about the natural order, about wanting to restore Hearts place in Edinburgh, to give up, well, as I mean, an 11-point lead is... Um, just recent. Just, uh, sorry, that's it. As <laughs> recently as two weeks ago. Crazy. 
then all of a sudden you're sitting there going, mm. you know, because Hibs have the goal difference in their favour. Big month. It's a massive, it's a massive five games before the split for Hearts because if they, they've got three, three of them away from home, they've got this cut tie sandwiched in amongst them as well. It is one of those, they've still got big games. They've got Hibs, they've got Kilmarnock, and I think they've got Aberdeen as well. You know, well, no, no, not Kilmarnock. Sorry, they've got Hibs, Aberdeen, and Rangers. Yeah. Now, fair enough, some of them are at home, but still, and a replay, massive. A replay, then a semi final potential in the horizon. Replay, and then. So. Big month, big massive. month, big month. Okay, Callum, moving on to Hibs, unfortunately. Do we have to? <laughs> we do. It was. Unfortunately, they are out of the Scottish Cup. They had the tough task against Celtic, and Neil Lennon returning to. Easter Road. I suppose we start with Cam. What was the reception like for Lennon coming back? I, I don't. I don't think there was one. If Fair I'm enough. honest, I don't think. What we said. What what we said. Yeah, I mean, certainly, there was nothing. Nothing said. I can't remember any sort of chance of one Neil Lennon or no. Neil Lennon's a naughty word. So yeah. uh, I can't. Yeah. I can't remember. Anything. To the game. To the game. To the game. Hebs went four four two. Changed Malin uh, Omiyonga coming Omiyonga, in. Yeah, four for two. If I'm honest, I was a bit, I was a bit concerned. I get it. You don't want to change something that's been working, but I was concerned with with with, with Celtic's power in, in the field. Hibs just don't have the personnel to match up against Celtic. Uh, I think that they were just. I said I said to my mum about halfway through the first half. It's a one goal game. You know, uh, whoever gets the first goal will will probably most likely go on to win the game. And I said it about ten minutes into the second half again, and I genuinely look. I was saying it's a one goal game, and the sort of hope that that would be like, well, if Hibs can get one, but Hibs were just keeping Celtic at arm's length. They were. It was sort of like the the old boxing analogy, the cliche, the fighter just sort of holding holding him up as he's trying to, <laughs> the small trying to keep his, to, keep, yeah, it, keep yeah, his yeah. balance. Yeah, yeah. No. Off what you meant a small guy no. when a big guy puts a hand on a small person's No, because that would mean that Hibs are doing <laughs> No, like the, the the fighter's absolutely knackered and he's sort of like oh, just okay, like okay. doing his best to keep him away while just wave after wave is coming after I mean I don't think Celtic had to play particularly well. No. Um they got both goals and yeah, take nothing away from the strikes, but look, Hibs aren't set for them. Yeah. The first goal frustrated me from a from a goalkeeping aspect, Cam. I don't really see why Marciano has to be six, seven yards off his line. Yeah. The ball just goes past his fingertips. It looks an unbelievable strike, but when you look at the replay, the ball just goes past his fingertips. Yeah. I think if he's three, four steps back, which he absolutely should probably should be. Why is he that far out? I think he's got more time to react. I I don't think the ball even. I think yes, it ends up in the towards the corner, Cal. Yeah, it's not. It's not right in the top end. But look, as I said earlier, it's an absolute lazy leg from Matt Millian to give Forrest the space. But Hibs just aren't set. There's no real danger at that moment in time. But Forrest steps away from Milligan and has time to set and. Pick the shot out. Yeah. Why is there not the other central midfielder right on top of him? Yeah. You know they should like Celtic. You know what the, the it what comes the, back to that four four two though, Calm. Yeah. Just only two central midfield players. It, we were just heads were just too open. Second goal was was pitiful. Second goal again. It's it's awful. There's what five players back and Scott Brown has the freedom to with one 
sort of motion sideways, he's able to fire that top bin. And it's just, look, it was very disappointing, I think. Um, and you can, I mean, that's Heckenbottom's first big, big game in charge in, in terms yeah. of opposition. Uh huh. Do you think, what do you think? I mean, what's your thoughts? Naivety? No, or I mean, do you think fair play has gone four four two? A winning team doesn't want to change it too much. Look, I mean, if if I wanted to reel the excuses book out, you've got Celtic vast wage budget, vastly superior squads. But look, Neil Lennon's in charge. Neil Lennon knows Hibs front and back. Mm. You know, it was always going to be tough for Heckenbottom unless he sprung like a surprise. Unless he went something completely unorthodox that was going to fox Lennon. And, look, I just don't think that Hibbs had the the ability to do that. I think, you know, Dana McGregor and Paul Hanlon, I think Paul Hanlon has been poor the last sort of two months. I think McGregor's actually come, come back on again. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, Hibbs are missing Ambrose and Poches, who yeah. were so good through injury and the fact that if he left but I just think couldn't compete on the night and I think that's what was disappointing didn't didn't really lay a glove on Celtic that's the there was moments in the first half where Hibs got into decent areas I remember messaging you saying just a bit more composure a bit more they got into areas I'm not saying they created chances but they got into areas I think Omionga picked himself in the pocket a few times but a few times McNulty got in, but maybe hit a shot from distance. Uh, went into Bean's hand. It just, it just, it's, it's just didn't happen for Hibs. That, you know, I was perfect. I mean, I did a few drinks, but I wasn't like smashed before the game. But I went out after it, and phew, I can't even remember a thing. Eh? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, Fair enough. And in all honesty, I, I didn't. I took the I highlights to remember the game. I, I didn't want to to remember the game. I mean, I was. It was. It was awful. It was pitiful. Yeah. I got into a wee spat with some Celtic fans online, which is always fun. But <laughs> uh, it's just any positives from the game. Any positives? Um, it was only two. Yeah. The yeah. boy missed Scott Sinclair with a bottle of Bucky. There's no going to be a clamour for semi-final tickets, even though people can't be bothered turning up at the quarter-final. Yeah. There's there's the positives. Okay. Because. Well, I know I know you're you're only tongue in cheek about the the thing there. Why are people still chucking things on the pitch, Cal? Because it happened at Fort Hill on on Monday night as well. Caldwell apparently came well, out today and said that he was hit by coins. I, t- I, t- I just I, I don't understand what's going I on t- at this precise moment in time. I tell you right now what I think. I know. I know this isn't possibly the, the stance to take, but um, before I answer that question, I think the Daily Record ran a, you know, a looking for thugs, and it was Hibs, Hearts and Aberdeen that they were looking for, because Celtic and Rangers never do anything bad, you know. Hearts aren't even allowed, like, see when, uh, see when you have wee kids on the park at halftime and they run round and applaud the stands. See it, um... Tencastle when Celtic are there they they cut off at the halfway line because they like the abuse that they've had I mean they can't have ball boys down there because they get attacked by Celtic fans so look I think the guy that brought in a bottle of Bucky and threw it it's it's something that's come back into football massively and we've spoken about it before but I mean uh, we were at Kilmarnock and you know I think I think one of the things that 
I've always said is if you are going to throw something on the pack, I mean, first of all, you're an idiot, but if you are, make sure it hits the pack because I've been at too many Hibs games this year where, you know, there was a guy sitting with, I think, his eight-year-old son or something, like that sort of age, who almost got hit by a coin and then almost got hit by um, sort of a cup of juice when he turned around to Raymond Street by saying, what are you idiots doing? Yeah. Um, at Dundee, there was a flare that never actually hit the pitch and a boy it was standing the, up. Landed you know, in the crowd. Like, oh. And you're just thinking, I mean, that could blind someone. Absolutely. What, I mean, if you're going to throw it, at least hit the pitch. You know, and I know that sounds like I'm like not it's taking probably, the issue. It's probably the safest yeah, like, I, I know that sounds like I'm um, making a mockery of the situation I'm not taking it seriously and 100% I'm not because I think it's abhorrent what is going on at football uh, recently but what I mean is when you're, when you're throwing a flare the chances are your team's scored mm-hmm. where, where you're throwing it there's going to be nobody there it's just going to be grass see, but see, it's just, see it's what just... I don't understand it's the same with like pitch invasions now when I mean, I, fair enough, right? Let's go back 10, 10 12 years. And uh, I went to several Edinburgh derbies, and not once did I see like flares in the old east, flares at Tyne Castle. No. Nope. I mean, well, maybe there was the old boy with the dodgy fashion sense, but like there was, <laughs> there was nothing. And honest, I mean, I think the first time that I properly saw things being thrown, and this is like, I'm not saying that I, it didn't happen, but the first time I saw it happening was when Kevin Kyle and Rudy Scatchel got pelted by Hibs fans. Uh, I think that was about 2011. But up until that point, you know, fans just like, sang songs about the team like if if there was winners scored, there wasn't pitch invasions, there was nothing like that. I mean, like Hibs had a boy on the park, a couple of boys on the park at St Johnston. Like, you can't have the moral high ground and say, oh, look at Rangers, look at Celtic, you know, pitch invasions here, and then Having guys run on the pitch at St. Joseph, and I think <laughs> you're right. It has it has been the last maybe ten years. It's just seemed to have really crept back, and and it was. I think over the last. That, I mean, but to throw, I mean, glass are dangerous, but to throw a glass bottle is well, just is well, just that is just mental. Well, first of all, what are the stewards doing? What are the stewards doing? Because when I was at uh, McDermott Park on last Wednesday, the Every single male got searched. Great. Every single male. Now, it didn't matter if you were an 80-year-old guy going along to see your team or, like, a 17-year-old bam. It didn't matter. <laughs> Every single one got searched. Mm. Right? I mean, I'm still raging the boy never called me back. But <laughs> it is... that. I mean, if that's what it comes down to, that's what it comes down to. Because how has a guy got a bottle of Bucky in and... <sighs> but what? I just don't understand what goes... I just I just don't understand what goes to people's head to think throwing a coin, throwing a bottle, throwing flares is just why why well, why why would you think that's, to be fair, that's I, I don't th- I don't think people why, throwing why do do flares that? are trying to hurt. It's more just like an atmosphere thing with flares. I don't think that they are trying to to cause harm when they throw flares onto the park, etc. But the the throwing a bottle directly at Scott Sinclair, I mean Look, I saw one Celtic fan sort of try and be as paranoid as he could and say, oh, it's because he was, um, you know, because he's black, not because he's a Celtic player. And I don't think it would have mattered who came over to take that corner. Um, They would have been subjected to, unfortunately, the same same treatment, as it were. But, look, I mean... 
I just, I just, I just, just, I just don't know why you would think that that's to a good do idea. that. I don't I just, know. I just I can't. It's, it's just disgraceful. Look, it's, it's never, disgraceful. it's never, it's never crossed my mind to do it, so I can't answer that question. Just I think, crazy. Um, crazy. it's, <laughs> look, it's a, it's a worrying trend that it is has, a worrying trend, Cal. You're right. It really has is. seeped back into the game, and the the worst thing that it brings out is not people willing to have a conversation about it. It's, oh well, I saw, like a few like Hibs things. It was like. Um, Apparently there was another bottle chucked onto the park. Um, I don't know, but apparently that was from the Celtic end. Or there was things thrown from the Celtic end. Now I never saw. I I didn't see it. No. But. Like, instead of people saying, "Oh well, we did this wrong," it's, "Oh well, you did that." Yeah. And it's the, it's all this what about it? Yeah. And you're just like, go and just get a rest, because that's not what it should be about. I mean, I like going and celebrating as much as the next year, but I've never and like I don't mind a flare you know a th- I mean as long as I'm not right next to it because it smells man but mm. like the flare's fine but I mean who has that sort of money to waste throwing it on the park yeah yeah well it's something needs sorted but without with literally without I don't know airport Scan, scanning things you can't stop people taking money into games no. you know it's just I just I don't know what the answer is Callum it might just take people to, to, to point them out in, in, in the crowd but you know well I think I think uh, fan policing is definitely definitely something that would would help but if you see a guy throwing a pot of pucky and you think alright I'll press him up I mean, if this guy's willing to throw a bottle of Bucky, then it, like, what's he going to do to you? So mm. that's if it is a guy. Well, that's true. That's true. But, who knows? Who right, knows? Well, we'll move on because... Cal, who has got this Cal, who got this weekend? I can imagine that we'll probably be talking about this more next week because on Friday night, under the lights at Easter Road, Hibs have Rangers. Yeah. So another sort of tame affair in which, <laughs> well, there won't be any sort of shenanigans going on there. But... I mean, there's been bad blood between the two ever since the 2012 Scottish Cup final. When, uh, wow. Well, no, 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 no. I can't no, no, believe no. you went in the air, Cal. <laughs> no, it's not right. <laughs> 2016, 2016 Scottish Cup final. Jesus, I'm going to get ripped for that. Um, 2016 Scottish Cup final. But, I mean, they're still telling lies about how Hibs fans invaded the park and assaulted every single Rangers player when that's just been proven as absolute nonsense but if you look at this season Cam it was a 0-0 draw at Easter Road which is probably up there with one of the worst games in terms of worst draws I've ever seen um, well no I actually think it was a great draw for Hibs because they certainly didn't deserve anything out of it yeah. but in terms of performance Hibs were absolutely rank rotten and Rangers should have walked away three or four to the good yeah. um, and, then the, and then the game on Boxing Day a week later and again Hibs just found something to peg Rangers back and look after seeing Hibs against Celtic it's a marked improvement that is needed yeah do you think he'll change shape I think I think possibly yeah um, see the thing is I like the two strikers are good together, yeah, aren't they? I think I they are, and I think in a game like this, you can't afford a passenger, but unfortunately, Hibs have too many passengers in the middle of that part, just like talking about with Hearts, you know, guys that are on the part, but 
Look, unless there's a free kick or a set piece, Stevie Mallon is contributing the square root of no, nothing. Yeah. Uh, so, look, it's a massive game for Hibs. And look, see if they win it. They go above Hearts, put real pressure on Hearts going to Dundee um, on them to get a result. And I mean, Dundee beat Hearts the last time they played them. So, look, it's massive, massive weekends. And, you know, last year for my birthday... Hearts got beat 2-0 off Hibs and Scott Allen got me a fantastic birthday present so this year fortunately Scott Allen can't get me a fantastic well Scott Allen could get me a fantastic birthday present but it's just it won't be in terms of football but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the current crop of Hibs players and you know step forward who wants to be a hero mm-hmm. who wants to make my day um, slightly <laughs> earlier because it's actually on the Saturday but you know I'll say the same thing about City and uh, Civil, you know. Yeah, so, marked improvement required. Massive, massive. Okay, Gal, moving on to Edinburgh City. It's been two games for them in the past week. Two 1-0 games, one for them, one against. We'll start with the one against last Saturday. We said it was a tough game. We said it was going to be tight. It's been tight affairs between the two teams. Away teams have usually been the team that have come out on top. It wasn't the case though on Saturdays as Clyde came out one 0 winners. A good good Willie penalty, Callum penalty for you? No, I think he jumps into Liam Henderson. He knows what he's doing. It's you know David Goodwillie, smart striker play. He, you know what he's going to do, and you know nine times out of ten you're going to get that decision. But he's jumped into Liam Henderson. You know Liam Henderson's not stuck a leg out or anything like that and brought him down. He's jumped into Liam Henderson. Um, if we were playing basketball it would be a foul against them so <laughs> it's it's one of those where like, it's shocking but I think every man in their dug kn- knew that Goodwillie would go down in that situation and like, it's a good penalty some penalty yeah. but if yeah. I'm honest Edinburgh City weren't at the races on Saturday they were not can they know? were not I mean not long after I suppose a big talking point of the game well other big talking point other big talking point in the yeah. game sorry <laughs> but in terms of Edinburgh City's point of view uh, they're breaking through Tom Lang's on a yellow card already takes out Shepard ball lands to Taylor he's one of them with the goalkeeper oh he's absolutely and and, and he's uh, literally just, got he's got a shot at goal I mean one on one with the goalie shot at goal and I'm, I mean look we're not saying that Graham Taylor is 100% going to score you know but he's hitting the target referee blows the whistle pulls, pulls it, it back, back second yellow now there, there, there has to be a rule in place it's, to be honest it's up for debate here. If someone there knows, must be, if someone knows, great. Tweet us. But I'm thinking straight red. My, my, I th- top my head. I think if it's a straight red, that it has to get ha- pulled back. Has to get pulled back. But maybe a it's just a yellow, red. A second yellow. I'm not 100 sure. But yes, yeah, as you maybe, say, maybe, it's maybe just, it is a red. If it's a red card, because I I always assumed that if like, play when, when, as long as you can. <laughs> when when they were when I've seen it, you know, when they they pulled advantage back, I've always gone. Well, you must be booking on them. And that's just booking them. I'm not saying that that must be a red card. So I don't know. Perhaps the rule is: look, if you're booking them, you don't you don't play the advantage. But look, is, was there not a situation a couple of years ago when was it Hart St Mirren? And I don't know. I think St Mirren scored, but the ref blew for a penalty, and then they missed the penalty. Hearts <laughs> Hearts went on to beat them, and I think I'm sure it was a cup replay, and then. Well, they won the cup that year. So yeah. when when it comes to hearts and winning trophies, 
they do like to make um, it really difficult for themselves. But we'll <laughs> get back on Edinburgh City, and I just think that. It ended the if if that is the rule, the rest of the night thing. Yeah, hundred percent. But look. It's a kick in the stains, is it? Oh, not? absolutely! But yeah, after oh. that, calm. You watch the game back, and the ten men. What chances did they? City just went too direct, calm. They're just for me, perhaps. They're not in great form. They're not in great form. I think they'll admit that themselves. They aren't mm-hmm. playing. I mean, you seen them last night. You probably back me up on that. But they just do look a little bit. What's what I'm looking for? Predictable. Yeah, perhaps look at looking for Henderson. Looking for the diag for Henderson. Maybe a little bit too much. Maybe just trying to play off yeah, seconds think, off yeah, Henderson. I think the look they've had they've had a big couple of weeks. They went up to Peterhead. They got the point. They went down to Wales. You know, heartbreaking in the cup semi final. And look, I think I think they've come a very long way oh, in a very short time. Yeah. And I think that's almost sort of at times catching up with them because look, yeah, I did go along uh, last night to see them and for forty. 40 minutes of the first half, give or take, it was just, you know, long ball to Henderson and look for a flick on. But the problem was, you know, you've got guys that are quick up next to him. But every time the ball went up to Henderson, you know, no one went 5, 10 yards. And you're just like, look, come on. I mean, I thought when they went down the left-hand side, you know, Robbie McIntyre and Graham Taylor had great link-up play. I thought they were very successful. But... It just it wasn't coming off, and I I felt they were a bit pete- a bit pedestrian at times. If mm-hmm. I'm honest, they were just they were having too much on the ball. I think you know it, it was summed up, uh, sort of midway through the first half. Lairdy's on the ball in the middle of the park, and he's got a simple pass out to Liam Henderson. Absolutely no pressure on Liam Henderson or Lairdy, and he absolutely rockets one out to him. You know, and Liam Henderson is sprinting to keep it in. Hmm. On the byline, he's just thinking. I mean, that's that's a simple pass, you know. Just just play that, play that normally. So, I don't know if it was a must-win game last night. Perhaps pressure began to tell. Berwick hit them on the break a few times. They didn't they didn't get a shot away. I think they thought they possibly could have had a penalty. I think Edinburgh City felt they should have had a penalty before in the first half before before they got. But I mean, in the last five minutes, City came to life and. You know, it was that of the first half. Yeah, the last five minutes of the first half. Sorry, uh, they came to life, and it was that uh, the connection down the left hand side between Robbie McIntyre and Graham Taylor. McIntyre puts in a great ball. Sean Brennan, I, I don't know what he was doing. He just um, absolute Teflon gloves in the sticks. It goes <laughs> right through him. Breaks the lady on the edge of the box. He hits a shot, possible handball, almost a penalty, and then they force three, three or four corners in quick succession, and it's just all of a sudden. They, they bounced into life and you thought oh oh now I see yeah where you are yeah. and they came out at the start of the second half uh, McDonald gave it five minutes changed it up I think he was right to do so uh, he went four two three one, 2 uh, put Walker right in behind Blair Henderson and he had Taylor uh, sorry yeah no Smith and Shepard on either wing and that's that was their best spell of the game. They were that that was when they looked their best. And you know, Josh Walker hits an absolute raker, comes back off the bar, then he almost scores straight from the corner. <laughs> it was just they were right on top. They got the penalty, deserved penalty, and you know, the big man well, he doesn't fail no, in these situations. 
perhaps pressure on the fact that you know they they were they were they've been top for so long and then suddenly a few results and now they're third. You know, so no, they no. were third. Or second. They were third before last night's game. So perhaps just feeling that pressure. But the win last night, it puts them in the second. So they just got to keep knuckling away. A good point you made, Callum, is it doesn't really matter if you finish second or third, really. It, it, no, it doesn't really. You're going to get the same opposition because you're playing the same team, so it doesn't. It doesn't It'll really matter. Your but, away but the first. thing is, I mean, part of you is thinking, which second or third are going to be challenging for the the lead till the end of the season. I mean, if you're finishing fourth, I think it's almost mathematically impossible for City to finish fourth. But I mean, if they, they finished fourth, you know, you're playing what like a breaking. Could be or, or Dumbarton yeah. teams that are in absolute free fall they're I've not picking up points I've always and, said that you know, surely, surely you that. would rather play the team that is absolutely toiling yeah agreed and then then yeah. you can but look um, I think I think the only thing that I would pick up last night that really really annoyed me was the the, the singing section when they were saying we're on our way to the playoffs I was like What's your ambition? <laughs> the playoffs? <laughs> Come on, lads. Yes, yes. Never mind the playoffs. It's the league title. Come on. Yeah. So. Oh God, I sounded like such an old man there. Eh? <laughs> that was a that was a proper Jack and Victor. Gal, <laughs> this weekend it's Queens Park, at home. That's a pumping. It's a team they've had good success against so far this eight, season. Eight 0 on aggregate so far. Yeah, there you go. They've they've smashed them at Hamden twice. They've smashed them at Ainsley Park. This, they're that pumping. There you go. Straight that nah, I mean this is this is another two or three goals and you know, I think they will they will do well. Well it has to be. Yeah. Because they have they, they've they now... just they just have to win games. Yeah. They just have I mean the thing is look by hook we, or said, by crook. we said very early on, I think after we had Callum Antel on the show the first time, when yeah. he was saying that the points for the teams that won the league last year, Montrose was seventy seven, uh Peterhead seventy six. You're gonna have teams surpassing that this year. Agreed. Because the it's well, it's, ahead fifty eight at the moment, is it? Something like that. Maybe even up to sixties now after last. No, I think I think the I think there's sixty three and City are fifty eight. Something like that. Yeah. So realistically, I mean, look at where Peterhead are right now, and they got seventy six last season. That it's in, it's the problem is City have forced them to go above and beyond. Agreed. You know, guys like Shane Sullivan coming in. Know. You know that's that's the sort of lens they've taken, so that they can deal with the threat in Edinburgh City. Agree with that. Agree with that. Last news for Edinburgh City has to be Player of the Month. February's Player of the Month was yeah. Robbie McIntyre. Favorite left back. My favorite left back. Your favorite left back. You've got no. a wee soft spot for him. Fair play. Got the votes. Yep. And uh, 100%. Fully, fully deserved. Yeah. Well, look, we asked we asked the boys that we know in Edinburgh City who's been playing well and. Without, you know, Hesitation. missing a beat, yep. it was it was Robin McIntyre, and well, it goes to show that a few boys know what they're talking about, yeah. and he's had he's had a good month, and to be fair, he's got an absolute wand of a left foot, and he's got great feet, and I'm sure you'll want to talk about his physical features. <laughs> no, but hats off to him. You know, a signing from East of Scotland League at Tynecastle, not one of the, you know, higher end East of Scotland teams, and you think last season the two teams that were fighting out were Lothian and Kelty, but they've plucked them out from Tynecastle. Obviously, played a good level when he was younger, you know, Rangers and, and, and down south as well, Huddersfield. Yeah, that's right. So, you know what? He's, it just shows you there's players out there. He's, yeah, no, um, and he's done very well this season, so he's got a big part to play in the running. Agreed, agreed. Okay, Cal, moving on to the Lowland League, and we'll start with. Civil Service Strollers, Cal. Yeah, we're going to start with 
civil service are we going to start with teammates what's, what's happening what are we doing it's up to you can we you decide oh I mean right well, well we'll introduce because we've been sort of I wouldn't say pestered by a couple uh, of people to do teammates and one of the first boys that said look can we do can we do something like this was Churchy from civil service so managed to get him on the show and we managed to find out a little bit about his teammates and I actually guessed I think five five of the eleven answers that he said. So quite happy with that. But you know, we'll we'll let you listen to that now. Best player. Uh, uh, Andy Mayer or Kate Moore. Gaffer's laddie. Oh, Sparky hundred percent. Wash gear. Wash gear. Probably a loo. A loo. <laughs> Hard man. Eh, uh, Angriest man. Oh, eh, uh, Andy Mayer or Kyle Fee, actually. Don't know. Best initiation and details. Eh, uh, Kate Moore, the song the other week, actually, and it was phenomenal. We need to speak up about that. It was Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson. Oh, it was a brilliant rendition. May I have to get him on and he might have to sing that for us. Oh, it was <laughs> Bomb scare on a night out. Oh, Hammy, one hundred percent. Longest in front of the mirror. Mm, <laughs> Most skillful. Eh, uh, Jordan Hopkinson. Slowest. Slowest. Oh, Ken Allen is. I'm aware they. We had that talk with the seller. They would love to see them race each other because it'd be, be pretty slow. And last question, best partner. Best partner. I'd go. I'd go myself. I think I'd say best partner in the changing room. That's a big. That's a big shout. Big shout. <laughs> that's a big shout for me. But I, I, I most people would agree. I'm a. I've got a lot of partner in that changing room. <laughs> well, I'm sure we put this out. We'll find out. Churchy, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Different class from Churchy there, and I can't wait till we get Kev on the show and he can sing Man the Mirror to us. 100%, 100%. Although, <laughs> knowing you, you'd probably try and like upstage him and join in or something like that. We know what, we know what you're like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was, uh, that was different class. That was brilliant. Yeah, fantastic uh, new feature that we will be looking to do more of, obviously. Fortunately for Civil, you know, we've just done Churchy, so we might have to wait a wee while until we get uh, another boy from Civil on. But, you know, Edinburgh Uni, Spartans, City, Hibs, Hearts, if you're wanting on. You know where to find us. Aye, aye. Okay, well, we'll go speak about Civil. Callum, it was a comfortable win at the end. I think you predicted that last week going down to Vale. They got revenge after a nil-nil draw, first game of the season. 100%. And I'll tell you what. Some good goals in there too. Some really nice goals, yeah. It's nice actually um, to have highlights so you could actually see the pitch. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> although what I loved, I think like before like the second goal or something, the camera was just like slightly askew. Um, so it was a wee bit squint and then realised and then focused up, but uh, some very good finishes, you know. Uh, Bigger Lou, I think the pick of the bunch was fourth. That was that was brilliant, you know, yeah. just guides that into the corner, but Clappy, I mean, someone has had barely scored, and then he gets I mean, what two and two, two and two and two or two and three games. Ah, he's banging them in, and look, Churchy again pops up. He's been what Blair Henderson strike rate this season. There's <laughs> been that many, and then you know, uh, 
Jordan Hopkinson as well, who rates a goal. So yeah. another very very good finish. Uh, but what impressed me most is the fact that in my notes last week I put expecting a pumping and I shat it from saying that on on air. I was like, nah, nah, I'll, I'll be more conservative and say like two 0 or two one, and you know I should have just uh, stuck with my gut because you know strollers, you know they just keep marching on, eh? Yeah, no, they do. They do. They're, they're in a good place right now. It's it's still you need this weekend from experience. Tough I, game. I've always found still in uni to be a tough yeah. game, Callum, and, and and all the time. You boys always struggled against. Yeah, them. we did. Like we did. All draws galore. We did. Well, believe it or not, I mean. The first season we won the Lone League uh, at City, it was a 1-0 draw, it was a last-minute equaliser. Mm-hmm. The season after... Because Nixon scored that day, didn't he? Not? He did. And then the season after, Calman, we, we ended up getting promoted. It was an early game on in the season again, and, and it was it was a 3-1 defeat. So it was... You know, it's, it's, it's a tough place. Gary tough... Jardin does not have full memories of them. No, no. Some good games in there too. We did win. We did pick up the trophy of the second Lone League season. Well, when I say that, we won the league again the second time around against Still Uni at home. But how many times do you want to drop that in? A few more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, not but, just talking about this episode. It must have been mentioned in the hundreds yeah, now. <laughs> uh, but no, Still Uni are tough, and Still Uni did beat Civil earlier on in the season. Yeah, but I mean, if if I'm looking at it, yeah, Still have had some great great results uh, against the Uni this year, but. Uh, I think this has to be this has to be three points. Well, it has to be three points. Civil want to finish top four. Yeah, and I think I think it will. They are, you know, scoring goals for fun at this moment in time. They're just um, right on it, and yeah, I think it will be another comfortable one. And another little thing for them, Cam. They'll know exactly what they'll have to do, or they'll know exactly their mindset going into the game, into the game. Sorry, on Saturday because Spartans and Kelly. Friday on night, Friday, night. Friday night two teams and that are around them and above them well that's it and it's, it's what, what a game that is and I'm actually really annoyed that uh, Hibs are playing Rangers on the Friday night because that is definitely a game that I would have liked to have gone along to I mean the only problem is Spartans don't do comps but um, <laughs> hint hint <laughs> absolutely absolutely that's that's, that's dropped with the, the subtlety of a sledgehammer but um, no uh, actually I forgot to mention in my city I was in my usual spot at Ainsley's Park yesterday oh, yeah. you know it must start to be getting a bit of traction because Brian Rice was kicking about uh, in my spot and I was like you're you <laughs> um, Bolt <laughs> I, uh, you saying Bolt no yeah. uh, but look, uh, back Spartan, to civil. Well, back to civil. Aye, already still. Aye, a comfortable win for them, you think? Aye. Well, we'll do predictions later. But aye. okay, aye. Okay, Spartans Calm, Well, they were down in Delbiti last weekend, and if I'm honest, I've been there. As has Subo. He's also been there. Aye. The, the fact. Well, we've all been there. But what I mean is, been there before in terms of going all the way down in Delbiti for the game. We turned uh, called off, sorry, and then turned away and back up the road. Spartans, well, they made it to half time, and it was it was called off. That's that's a sickener, but even more so, I got a text off Subo, uh, laughing faces, ha ha ha, about a hundred times. Day summed up, buses broke down. I mean, that just sums it up. It's, I mean, as <laughs> if as if things can't get any worse. You know, knowing that you've got to go back down there on a Tuesday or a Wednesday night. That is confirmed, yeah. And phew, bus breaks down on the way back up. So, look, that is. Phew, it's it's a nightmare Saturday for Spartans in in all honesty, you know, one all at the time they're probably going to kick on and win the game, but 
apparently the pitch was absolutely bogging, but look, they they have a massive game on Friday night. Huge. Kelly Hearts, that is that is huge. If they want to finish, would you go far as saying here if, if they want to get into top three, top two, this has to be three points? Well, I mean, in all honesty, look, we've said this about Spartans, they're taking it one game at a time and they're wanting to finish as high up the table as possible. So Look, they're still in with a chance of catching uh, BSC Aloha, I mean Glasgow. So <laughs> they will, I mean, this has to be a must win. This yeah. has to be a must win. They did okay up at Kelly? Yep. The yep. one all drawn, they were barring a, they yeah, were they were. They, they were unlucky because it was a absolute rush of blood to the head moment to give away the penalty for the equaliser. And it was during that spell where Spartans could they buy a win. You know, it was. Just draws and defeats and chucking away leads um, but it's a big game it's a very very good game I think yeah I agree game of the weekend for me yeah no absolutely absolutely moving on to Edinburgh Uni Callum no game for them again frustrating that stop start yeah. stop start a few months of the Uni I, yeah. I feel for them to be honest and it's Cumbernauld this weekend Cumbernauld are a young side they've got some very good players but with a young side comes inconsistency and that's well look at Edinburgh Uni no look at Edinburgh Uni <laughs> exactly what do you expect here for the uni? I mean, this this like the enigma that is Edinburgh Uni rolls on. Um, I've literally put down in my notes: could be tough, could win, never know, because yeah. that's that's it. Like they, you, you see them turn in a performance where they get like a point, uh, you know, one all draws against East Kilbride, etc. That uh, BSC two all, and then you know week after they're thumped 5-0 off civil service and it's like guys can we find some sort of level of consistency here yeah uh, it's yeah so like I say I don't know I don't know they could go through there and win 5-4 <laughs> like there is there is nothing about Edinburgh Uni that makes me say this is a stick on result Agreed. because they have the ability to turn it on and get 3 points I mean they could go through there and get beat 7-1 mm. I don't know yeah a good thing about this sounds interesting, but there's there's places there's places as a footballer that you go, uh, and you know you're going somewhere that makes you raise your game a little bit. And Cumbernauld have that. Cumbernauld play out out of at Clyde. They play out at Broadwood. All oh, right, okay. So I was wondering where you were going. Yeah, but like... so the uni in terms of students, you know, young lads going along. It's it's a big stadium. Yeah. It's got three sides. That that'll raise your game a little bit. So like, Albeit there'll be about four well, fans. I mean, like playing at Olive Bank, etc. When we were younger. <laughs> yeah, but what I, what I mean is, is, is you're not just going along to a park in the middle of nowhere yeah. type thing, you know. You go somewhere which has got three big stands, nice stand, uh, massive changing rooms. It's. I think the only time I went through Cumbernauld to play a game of football was a Scottish Cup and we got absolutely battered. 13-3 or something like that. So On that note, predictions. Yeah. So, it's, uh, Cam, we'll start with. We'll start with our Friday night game. We'll start Hibs against Rangers. Uh, you'll be there. What are you expecting here, Cal? I think Hibs will give me a fantastic early birthday present. And I think it will be 1-0. 1-0, Hibs. I'll go for... I'll go for 1-1. I'll go for 1-1. I'll go for 1-1. Cam will go Hearts next. All right, okay. I thought you were... Well, why, why do Friday night and then go to Hearts and then back to Friday night? That doesn't make sense. Okay, we'll go Spartans Kelly. Well, I mean, if we're going Spartans in Kelly, chronological order. Okay. Ainsley Park, Spartans, Spartans Kelly. Kelly. And uh, do you know what? I'm going to be very consistent here. And I'm going to say 1-0 again. 
I'm going to say Spartans 1-0 because as it is my birthday weekend, I'm expecting six from six, boys. <laughs> I'm going to go for 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Oh, yeah, I, t- I tell you right now, I would love your game to happen because that's a cracker. Yeah. You I'm... know, that could be an absolutely fantastic game, but I would love, you know, a 1-0 and like a solid Sally in front of Barry Ferguson. <laughs> Hasn't got good memories of Ainsley Park, Barry Ferguson. I think he was in charge of Clyde when, when uh, Spartans got him at the cup. Ah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. We're next. Sa- Saturday. Hearts. 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 Hearts, Callum. So what are you thinking? Hearts. Away at Dundee. Look, I think this is going to be a very tough game for Hearts. But they need to pull something out of the bag. It's one of those that it could go either way. Mm, like great. Dundee could come flying out the traps. You know, score once, twice. I mean, they got beat 2-1 off them at Tynecastle. They didn't put in that good a performance. They got a very lucky goal through a deflected free kick from Ollie Lee. But look, as it's the birthday weekend and I'm going for 6 out of 6... For the third time, it's going to be 1-0. <laughs> oh, Christ. I know, eh? I'm going to go... Here's one for you. Right. I'm, right I, think, I think we're... I know, we're getting close to uh, you, but here's one for you. I've got a wee feeling that Whiten... Craig Whiten? Where's he been? Might just, the absolute forgotten man! Might just pop in where we go. I'm going to go 2-1 hearts. 2-1 hearts. in on the score sheet. Whiten on the score sheet. Imagine he scores the own goal now. <laughs> Well, here we go. Count civil service. Civil service, right. I'm going to deviate away from my 1-0 plan here. I think uh, against Stirling Uni, 4-1. 4-1. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, I mean, do mine. 2-1 civil. 2-1 civil. City? City. Um, Queen's Park at home. Look, I'm going to go 2-0. 2-0 Edinburgh City. I think that they'll be comfortable again. They've not conceded against Queen's Park. And it's just another game. Look... The win's the most important thing, but I think they will get a few goals. I'll go 3-1. Okay. okay. I'll go 3-1 City. Yep, and Cam, last but not least, Edinburgh University. Right. Um, for the birthday weekend... We said 5-4. For the birthday weekend in the 6-6, six, 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 Cam, what? 6-4 Edinburgh Uni. 6-4 Edinburgh Uni. Tell you that right now. 6-4. That I'm is going to go... be an absolute classic. I'm I'm gonna I'm actually gonna date your your birthday there. I, I'm gonna go two one Cumbernauld. Two one Cumbernauld. Yeah, I am. I am. Well, well. Okay, Cal. That is all. Top episode as always. If I don't say so myself. Uh, <laughs> and uh, big thanks out again no, to. No need for footsie there, but all so, right. And uh, hey. a big thanks again for Churchy for coming on and starting a new feature. Get the ball yeah, rolling. Yeah, um, introducing us to a few of his teammates. I'm sure that they are going to thoroughly enjoy hearing what he has to say about them. And if you want a good post- podcast next week and a nice cheerful one if you are listening and you are connected with the six clubs go and give Calma a good birthday weekend because if it didn't it'll be an absolute nightmare on the podcast next week what and I'm no normally <laughs> <laughs> I've been Andrew I've been Calm. that was the Edinburgh Football Podcast